Yo, what's up? Before we get started here today, I just want to make sure that you are aware of JimmyPodcastWorld.com. That is JimmyPodcastWorld.com. In JimmyPodcastWorld.com, you can check out a lot of things. We have merchandise there that we have stuff for sale. Help support the program that way. What other ways can you help support the program? Are you an Amazon a buyer? I know you are. Are you an Amazon Prime person? If not, you should be. And if you are, great. One thing you can do to help support this program is click that Amazon banner. When you click that Amazon banner and you go through there, they kick a couple pennies our way. Um, I can't tell you how crucial uh, Amazon Prime has been for me personally and also as far as getting this podcast up and running. So please check out Amazon Prime or please be an Amazon Prime member, Amazon.com. Uh, uh, click our banner to help us out. A lot of people ask how they can support the program. That's one of the ways. Another way that you can help support the program, if you're listening through this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, all of those places have shareable links. Share that out. When you're listening to the podcast, click, uh, it's usually the little three dots. Click the little three dots and share that out with everyone. Uh, on uh, JimmyPodcastWorld.com, we have pictures uh, of recent podcasts that we've done. Uh, you can click through those. Uh, we have a blog on there. Uh, we'll be updating that soon. We have a live Twitter feed on there as well. Uh, you'll be able to check out Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, as I mentioned, Facebook, um, all the social media accounts that I'm on. Twitch is on there as well. That's right. We're on Twitch, baby. Uh, check that out. Thank you for the love and support. Um, without further ado. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. Jimmy Podcast World, a review of The Last Dance, episodes five and six, with your podcast host, what am I, like five, ten, five, eleven, something like that, anyways, what's up everybody, Jimmy Podcast World, this is Jimmy, coming to you guys here, um, a couple of days removed now, right from the... From the airing of of the uh, of the Last Dance episodes five and six um, today, I will be doing a couple epi- a couple podcasts. Actually, I'll be doing this podcast, and then I'll be doing a, a UFC uh, pre show for UFC two forty nine. A lot of go uh, a lot of go over on that one too. Uh, but today, right now, this one here, uh, we are here to talk about um, the Last Dance. Uh, this is will be episodes. Five and six that we're going over, and um, yeah, I saw them on Sunday, and uh, gotta tell you, uh, they were good. Um, probably not my favorite. Uh, probably not my favorite ones that aired. Um, I really like the first two. I like the second. The second ones were cool. These were great, also. Don't get me wrong. Uh, this has all been pretty good. Um, this has all been pretty good in regards to, in regards to the, the show. It's been great. Um, for a lot of you, like myself, uh, ultimately there isn't anything being learned, right? Like there isn't a huge shock, uh, to the stuff that you're seeing. Um, a a, a lot of it, a lot of us went through, we saw a lot of that. Um, stuff in the eighties, again, uh, I was born in 85. So for me, no, it's not something that I can say that I saw, but, um, yeah, it it was cool. Um, before I even get started, if a lot of you aren't familiar with Michael Jordan, The not the basketball player, and I say the competitor, not the not the basketball competitor, but just just the competitor in general, the competitor 
in life that Michael Jordan is. You should take a look at and how the one thing that I I guess I'm trying to dance around is that that when we first started this, I said that this wasn't going to be a, oh, look at all the great things that Jordan did, right? But um, look at how LeBron statistically compares or something like that, right? I wasn't going to get into that. Um, I was also going to um, do things like, I wasn't going to do things like, oh, but this is where Kobe, you know, could, could do this or had a, what I feel was a better range from three. I thought Kobe had. Um, this was going to be strictly about the Chicago Bulls and 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 talking about his royal airness and how that helped mold and shape a a generation of of, of kids to to believe to find that there was a way out to be able to dream and be able to have some fun. Go out to the playgrounds, right, and 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 try to mimic those moves, and 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 try to. I remember a cousin of mine and myself would would like when we were playing basketball, we try to do these like insane circus shots that you know Jordan would do when he drive down the lane, create some contact, and then like all of a sudden would like finger roll the ball into like the the backboard and then into the rim or whatever, and we try to do that over and over again, and I think I was like failed miserably at it, but. One of the things that I would say to to check out is if it's not obvious to you, I think you're easily buttered by by anyone saying anything about negative about Jordan. By anyone saying that while he was considered the greatest of all time, that he is not. And a lot of your arguments will, will come across as, well, uh, he had heart. That, that There's no statistic for that. There's no quit in him. No, no statistic for that. I mean, I guess you can say he didn't make that, he didn't shoot that much at the end. He, you know, a lot of careless turnovers. I don't know. But in reality, there isn't a heart category when you look at the stat sheet. There isn't a, this guy, while only scored three points, had the most heart of any basketball player ever. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. You won't hear that ever. One of my biggest problems, it's the Hall of Fame. But it's also one of the things I understand the most. It's the Hall of Fame. Not the, the Hall of Stats. Right? But when you look at Jordan, one of the things you have to look at is he was real petty. Uh, on the on ESPN, they they chose their words carefully, right? They have to. Both ESPN and the NBA are still very much in the Michael Jordan business. Because Michael Jordan to this day still is basketball. When Kobe passed away, there was this conversation, right, about, um, there was this conversation about making Kobe Bryant into the logo. Uh, I had Rob on, and I had uh, my good friend Albert on, who's a huge Laker fan, who's a big-time Kobe Bryant fan. And Albert had mentioned, well, um... You know, they had already said it was okay to change the logo. And that always is going. No one is ever above the game, right? Like Jordan, the just the basketball player. If you can even do that or say that, you can't do that with Kobe and you can't do that with LeBron. And I'll say that myself. That you can't just look at Jordan, the basketball player. Because 
Jordan the icon and Jordan the basketball player are the same guy. You can't say that about Kobe. You can't say that about LeBron. Jordan the icon. There was talks before uh, Kobe's passing that Jordan should be the logo. Now, there's a conflict of interest there with him doing the Jumpman one, but maybe they could have figured out another logo or something along those lines, and that would have been okay. But they weren't saying he was petty. They were saying he was competitive, that he held grudges. He's petty, man. If you don't believe me, you don't even need to look at his his whole thing with Isaiah Thomas, right? Walking out the court, not shaking his hand. Not, Isaiah Thomas not shaking the hand of Jordan at, in a in a in a sign of like, "Hey, man, you know, props to you. Here's a torch. You take it on, and you usher in a new era of basketball, and you take this to to feats that have never been achieved." They just walked off the court, and Jordan to this day if not more bitter about it, more upset than he was that day, he's probably way more bitter and upset about that now. You don't have to look at Isaiah Thomas and the fact that Jordan had him kept off the Olympic team. Now, there's two ways you can look at this. Let's just say, let's just say that Jordan didn't keep him off the Olympic team because you can say that, well, you know, um, Charles didn't like him or Larry didn't like him or magic didn't like him or whoever the how else didn't like him Stockton. You can say that those guys didn't like him, and that's fine. And let's just say that Jordan didn't speak up and say he didn't want him on the team, that, and he didn't say, I don't like that guy. But to me, it's, it's all about winning. I don't understand why sports is not more popular. Let me say that again. I don't understand why sports, football, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, um, MMA, um, hockey, whatever, whatever is out there that you consider a sport. I don't understand why they're not more popular because to me, one of the biggest things that one of the biggest sections of entertainment on TV that gets huge ratings and it's on every single channel, reality television. The UFC used to do it with, with uh, the Ultimate Fighter, and that's coming back. Um, Was it Spike TV? I think it's known as Paramount now that did... um. The reality show where, like, the Cowboys were trying to find, like, a um, a football player, like, an undrafted person, and, like, you know, see if they can make the team and, and so on. And, and then Jesse Hawley actually had some contributions. Uh, he's the one that ended up winning that, and he's the one that ended up being on the Cowboys roster. And he actually helped win uh, a game in San Francisco at a candlestick that I was at. Um... WWE had their own reality show. Everyone's had a stint, a reality show. Hard Knocks on HBO is by far one of the greatest reality shows I've ever seen. And this is a legit reality show. Like, 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 like you would see like Jersey Shore or whatever else is out there. Um, that's like intended to be like a reality show. It, it's almost as if sports is second on that. But sports is the ultimate reality show because... Spoiler on those reality shows, they're not real. 
it's semi-loosely scripted. There isn't a difference between the Jersey Shore or whatever reality show you're used to watching and the WWE. And if I can say one of the two things is WWE, there's injuries involved and there is a form of realism in the bumps that they're taking to a certain extent. But I don't understand why they're not, why sports is not much bigger. Why not more women are into it and just other people in general. Because if you love soap operas, you love novelas, you love reality TV, then sports is the ultimate unscripted, 100% unscripted show. And you have your bad guys. LeBron, hated by everyone. Tom Brady, hated by everyone. Kobe at one point, hated by everyone. The Cowboys, hated by everyone. You want to know why the Cowboys have the biggest ratings out of any sports franchise? I don't care about other teams winning or losing as much as I do the Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan, one. But I don't, I'm not emotionally invested in another team losing as bad as other people are of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think there's another team at that level. The Yankees, a hated organization. Two families, you know, uh, in the Shakespearean uh, play of Romeo and Juliet. You know, you got the Yankees and you got the Red Sox. You got the Giants and you got the Dodgers. Yeah, Cowboys and everybody. Lakers, Celtics. So I don't understand why sports is not a bigger thing, right? But going back to Jordan and his, it was, it was petty. But going back to Jordan and let's just say that he didn't say, let's just say that he didn't go and say, I don't want that guy on the team. There are people at work that you might not get along with, that you might not like, classmates that are on your group project that you might not like, but boy, are they good. You know they're going to show up and, 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 and get that grade. You really think a lot of the players on the Bulls like Jordan? You really think a lot of the people on the Lakers like Kobe? Do you really think that uh, recent flag bearer of WWE, the poster child for the longest time, John Cena, is liked by everybody? Go on YouTube and you'll see a lot of John Cena shoots from other former employees and wrestlers that said he was hard to work with or buried people or whatever. Hulk Hogan, the same thing. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin. There are people that you will meet in life that will get you places that will do things for you that you do not like. Sports teaches us about the world and how it works. Michael Vick. Dog fighting, mistreated dogs, killed a lot of them. Fought them. He came back and played in the NFL. Why? Have you seen him run a 40-yard dash? That doesn't make it fair, Jimmy. No, it doesn't, Carlos. No, it doesn't. Javier. It definitely doesn't do it. It, it doesn't make it fair. It, it doesn't. But that's why he's allowed back. Some of us can run a 40 and 4-3, and the rest of us can't. But going back to Jordan, he could have gone and said, hey, that guy I don't like, but I respect that he plays basketball, that he's good at playing basketball. He said it himself on that podcast, and on that podcast, on that show. Uh, by the way, uh, Jordan, if you ever want to come on this podcast, uh, jimmypodcastworld.com. Uh, go ahead and email me, jimmypodcastworld at gmail. Uh, that's for any uh, fan questions, any fan requests, any fan feedback as well. But so here's the thing, right? You had Magic Johnson, which Michael Jordan and a lot of you out there 
will consider the greatest point guard of all time. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Now I'm pumped up. <laughs> I'm standing now. Um, I haven't thought about it. That's cool. Let's just say he is the greatest point guard of all time or up until that point, which I don't know which one of the two Jordan had said more, right? But let's just say that. Let's just say that that's what it is. Okay. Who do you have as number two, MJ? If you go back and watch those episodes, who he had as number two was Isaiah Thomas. You mean to tell me that you had Magic Johnson at the end of his career with AIDS, with age, you just destroyed them in the NBA Finals. You want him to start for the uh, men's Olympic team. And then, who else? Why would you have, why would you not have the guy you consider the second greatest point guard either of all time or up until that point? Jordan wasn't exactly clear on that. Why wouldn't you want him to start or, or be the, the backup or be, I believe they were alternating. Like you started one game and you didn't start the next, right? But let's just say the second guy, the second alternate. Why wouldn't you have him on the team? It wasn't because of holding a grudge. It wasn't because uh, he um, doesn't forget if you double-cross them or anything like that. As I've done a couple times and as I'll continue to do forever, I always draw comparisons to, to, to pro wrestling, to WWE specifically. And more to, to the extent here is Vince McMahon. He has sworn up and down or at least has led us to believe that he will not do business with certain people. He double-crossed Bret Hart, Montreal Screwjob, looked that up. And he, he, Bret Hart came back. Uncle Steve Austin took off for a little bit. He came back. That happens a lot within pro wrestling, and these guys come back. Now, he says that uh, CM Punk he won't have back. Hey, man, if it makes sense and if it's good for business, guess what? You'll be hearing CM Punk's music hit, and you'll be seeing CM Punk come out. Why? Good for business. Ticket sales, merchandise, pay-per-view buys, uh, subscriptions, if you're talking about uh, WWE Network and WWE. And then the fact that they'll help you succeed, and maybe in pro wrestling, that is a little far fetched because of its, uh, because it's predetermined. But will help you win, as a company. Now, they won that, uh, uh, the Olympics, easy. Yes, sure. But if you're gonna tell me Magic Johnson is number one and Isaiah's number two. Why was he not number two on the team? Don't tell me because he's competitive or he holds grudges. That is petty to me, man. And I know I said, I'm not going to talk about MJ in bad light. I, all I said was, won't be comparing him to other players and their statistics or anything along that nature. I will talk about the documentary and review the documentary, and I feel like that is what I'm doing. So to me... Go back and listen to Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech. And tell me the dude's not petty. He drug out, dragged out everyone to the middle street, shot them, and then kicked them. That double-crossed them in that Hall of Fame speech. Being cut from his high school team. Go back and check that out and then come back and tell me petty is not the way to describe him. 
when you look at when you look at the um the roster 92 team Charles Barkley Larry Bird Larry Bird It's hard for me to say this and how I can find this out Larry Bird was body had been broken down. He hardly played. If you look at a lot of the footage from the Olympic uh, 92 team for uh, for basketball, you see Larry Bird a lot of times laying down flat um, corner of the uh, of the gym because he just can't go. Clyde Drexler, which we'll talk about here, uh, he was touched on uh, quite a bit in in, in these uh, episodes. Um, Patrick Ewing, what are you doing? Magic Johnson, uh, Michael Jordan, Christian Leitner. For those of you that don't know, and sometimes I need to make a better job of do or do a better job of of of, of explaining a lot of things. For those of you that I hope that are seeing this as a learning and maybe an intro to basketball, an intro to MMA, an intro into NFL, intro to WWE, an intro into just whatever it is that I'm talking about. Christian Lehner was a college kid. I hate Christian Lehner. Watch that. Carl Malone, the mailman. Chris Mullen, Scotty Pippen, David Robinson, John Stockton. Go back and listen to the episodes. I didn't hear John Stockton as the second, as Jordan regarding him as the second base point guard ever or of that time. <clears throat> so there's another thing to, to consider here that maybe a lot of you will say, well, you're not being fair. Um, and that's regarding culture and cohesiveness. And that, that, if anything, that made sense to me. If there's a good argument against what I'm saying as far as Jordan being petty and, yeah, you hate him, but he should still be on the team because he's good, because you considered him the second best point guard of all time or of that time. There is something that I've learned uh, through working at, uh, what do I call it? The um, I'll call it the uh, the spaceship, um, the the fruit stand. Um, my time working at Apple. Culture is everything. I had a recent talk, right? I had a recent talk with someone about um about uh dispensaries and there's a dispensary here in town um that i feel like i could definitely work at um i don't really smoke weed um to me 666 cross it out the mark of the beast um on edibles f that not doing edibles but the conversation was about How impressed I was with, um, God damn it, I think it's called East of Eden. Um, how impressed I was with their, uh, the culture that they had there. I've gone to a couple other dispensaries around town with, uh, with friends that are, you know, going to go pick something up or whatever like that. And just my curiosity, um, going in there to take a look at what they have and how they operate. And East of Eden, uh, to me by far is, um, the best one because, um, because of their culture. Um, I really much felt like, um, yeah, East of Eden, uh, cannabis company, um, here in Salinas, um, shout out to them, uh, <laughs> I don't have a cannabis sponsor, East of Eden. If you're our game, holler at your boy. Um, but I I told him that I could work there at that one. 
I, I told someone that I was talking to that I could work there. They were they were shocked because they were they were the one that was the um the um the user of 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 marijuana and you know edibles and whatever else. And he was wondering how how I could work there, not having uh if any knowledge of, uh, at all about about marijuana, like how I could say that I could work there. And it all goes back to, to the uh, as as uh, as my wife would say, the Almighty Apple. Because I saw there that their focus was culture. Their focus was on the user experience. That's what Apple is. You go into the stores to buy something. It's about the experience. It's the product is secondary. You're gonna buy it. You don't have to buy it there. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it at Best Buy, Target, Walmart. But why do you go into Apple Store? I truly feel it's because of the experience. Maybe I still, I, I'm still maybe to an extent drinking the apple juice. But I truly feel like it's the experience, right? So culture to me is the reason why I said I could work there. I'm like, dude, I, I'll, I'll learn the product. I'll ask the questions. Some of the stuff, the, the description is as you're looking at the product, a lot of people know what they want when they go in there. Oh, I need something for anxiety. All this, all it is is really a couple quick questions. Yo, Steve. Hey, what up, man? I'm glad you joined our team. Why does it sound like Donald Trump in a way? Hey, what up, folks? I, we got the best weed. This is a, the most weed. Uh, take this. This will cure corona. Also, disclaimer, uh, weed won't cure corona. Um, but, you know, all I got to ask is whoever works there, you know, it's like, hey, man, my first day, really quick, um, what are your, what, what kind of gets you a good high and gets you going? What kind of brings you, you know, mellows you out? Like someone comes here for depression or pain. What's up? What's going on? Write that stuff down. Read it on a break, on a lunch or whatever. Come back the next day. I know most of what I need to uh, suggest. Hey, how are you going to smoke that? Oh, is this your first time? Free roll. Hey, uh, are you into uh, into bongs, pipes? You're doing it in a blunt? What's up? What's happening? I got you. <coughs> so culture is... is, is to me, the ultimate. A lot of places hire off of culture. They can teach you how to troubleshoot a laptop, a phone, a tablet, someone's access to certain things. AD, Active Directory, is teachable. G Suite is teachable. What isn't teachable is culture. You either have it or you don't. And, and they need to see that. They need to see how well you will work with the team. And and, and if anything, that's was, that was probably the, the, the best argument to not having Isaiah Thomas on team. He beat the crap. His team and, his, and, and Isaiah beat the crap out of half of the people on that, on that roster, if not the entire thing. So, yeah. So, to a, to a certain extent, yes. To a certain extent, yes. Um, 100%. Uh, I'm a huge believer in culture. Um, that's why the people that I have on the podcast are people that I know that I can that I can shoot the shit with and 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 have a good podcast and have a good dialogue. They say, "Oh, what, what, what's your podcast? What, what type of podcast do you do? What's your what's your subject? Uh, interesting, <laughs> um, inspiring, um, a good time." A couple good laughs. I, what I don't know. Like, I think a friend and I came up with like, I'm a wannabe, like fifth world Joe Rogan. You know, like third world, third world country. Well, I'm too removed from that. That's how terrible and low on the rankings I am as pot as a podcaster. But I think. If there's a bit a good argument for Isaiah, it's got to be culture. It's it, it's got to be that. 
but I feel like if Jordan thought he was the second best point guard, he should have been on the team. Um, episode five begins with um the uh, ninety eight All Star game, and uh, while I thought these episodes were cool, um, the documentary's been great. Uh, these are two that um out of the out of the six, I I think these were maybe my least favorite, but they they were still good. So don't don't say that I didn't like them. Um, this was Kobe Bryant's first appearance, uh, you know, uh, Kobe versus Jordan or whatever. Um, it's no secret that Jordan, as much as he influenced other players and said, oh, yeah, Jordan influenced me. Like, they have a lot of people come on during, right before a commercial break or something like that, or maybe uh, before the show starts again after a commercial break. Um Say, oh, Jordan inspired me. I wanted to be Jordan on the court, and Jordan's the reason why I picked up the basketball, and blah, blah, blah. There's no one more um, that that is more evident than uh, uh, Kobe uh, Jellybean uh, Jr. Bryant. Um, no more no more evident than that. In, in, in their demeanor, in their killer instinct, in, in the moves. Um, LeBron doesn't have that demeanor. LeBron doesn't have that, those moves. Kobe does. And and this was um, particularly a touching episode because it was on Kobe Bryant, right? Passed away in January. Um, so so it was touching. It it was uh, it was funny to see. It was funny to see that. When you went into when they showed the uh, the um, the East locker room, uh, I think MJ called him Laker boy, um, and he said, "Leave him to me." And then in the West locker room, Kobe was like, "I want to go after Michael." Uh, so it was pretty cool to see, and you know, because of his passing and stuff like that, um, but. Uh, they didn't meet much, obviously, because of uh, uh, Eastern and Western conferences. But um, Kobe and the Lakers were still trying to figure themselves out, and uh, Jordan was winning titles and on his way out. But it was funny uh, when um, they Kobe was on there talking about like, oh, Kobe could do this over Jordan or Kobe could do that over Jordan. And Kobe was quick to say like, hey, man, there isn't a Kobe without um, uh, without a uh, without Michael. You know, and it was no secret. Jordan, you know, would say all the time, you know, Kobe took his moves. Um, on, on the bench, Jordan was, um, caught saying, you know, like he, he doesn't, um, what did he say? Uh, he does he, uh, he don't let the game come to him. Uh, he just go out there and take, and, and takes it. Um, and then Jordan said, you know, I'm going to take that shit to him. Um, I want to make it a one-on-one game. Uh, Jordan went as far as to say, like, if I was a Seamus, I wouldn't pass him the fucking ball. Um, Jordan also said, he, "If if if uh, if he was one of his teammates, he'd be like, man, you want the ball so bad, you're gonna have to rebound for it.'" <clears throat> um, it also talked about um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, episode five also talked about um the great um the great the great story that has been Nike and Jordan 
Um, no sponsorship, I think, goes hand in hand with with like brand and performer, right? Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Apple, Steve Jobs. Kind of more than Jordan and Nike. Jordan was, um, he was upfront about saying that Adidas was his favorite brand. Could you imagine Adidas today with Jordan? <clears throat> but Adidas was like having financial troubles. They didn't know they'd be around much longer. Uh, so they're like, dude, we can't do this, bro. Um, Converse back then was the um, kind of the basketball brand. Um, they had Magic, Bird, Dr. J. They they had their stable. And one of the things about Converse and looking at it and going like, damn, you guys missed out. No one would know Jordan would be Jordan. <clears throat> that he would be his royal heirness. That he'd be Space Jam Jordan. That he would be a six-time, six and O. Oh, widely considered the greatest of all time. There's a lot of times where people will go like, oh, man, that dude, that dude skipped out on that movie. Oh, that that um, production company went with that actor versus that actor. Did Will Smith? What an idiot! He should have taken the Matrix role. Well, two things with that. Uh, Will Smith thought he would um, not do a good job in that. He thought he would overact it in a way. He would do it his own way, and that was away from what the character was supposed to be. And also the way it was explained to him. So it, it's he it's somewhere you can find it somewhere on YouTube or something like that. But I remember him going like the way they explained it to me was like it's real, but not in a real world. Only it is in a real world that's not real or something like that. And um, he's like, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to pass. I'm sorry. Um, he went to the right guy, and a lot of the times, um. Actors will skip on things because of scheduling conflicts and so on, right? So uh, the fact that Converse skipped out on Jordan was because they thought, look, young Thundercat, you're not going to be as big as Larry, Magic, Dr. J. I think Adidas could have taken them, but they weren't sure. And... There was this young upstart company called Nike. They were going to do something different. Every person on Converse had the same shoe, maybe a different color, maybe, you know, a different flavor, whatever it may be, but it was exactly the same shoe at the end of the day. You don't get that with Nike and Jordan. Nike, every player has their own shoe. And now all the other companies do too, but they promised Jordan his own line of shoes. And it's crazy. Jordan almost, he didn't want to go with Nike. I think they had to call his parents. And his mom was like, telling him, like, you're going to have to listen to them. And she made him get on a plane. Uh, <laughs> Nike gave Jordan, at the time, probably the most lucrative contract in all of basketball. Keep in mind, LeBron James, out of high school, I think he made something like, $90 million with Nike or $100 million. At the time, the most lucrative contract was given to Jordan $250,000. Along with his own signature shoe, the Air Jordan. 
which was a lot for a, a huge gamble for a rookie at the time. By the end of his contract, his first contract with Nike, which was year four, uh, Nike wanted to hit a $3 million goal in uh, shoe sales. After year one, $126 million. Uh, it is estimated by Forbes that uh, Jordan, um, in a 12-month period, Ending uh, May 2019, generated uh, $3.14 billion. $3.14 billion. Basically, the sale of the UFC at the time when it sold years ago. And off that cut, what Jordan made uh, uh, off of 2019, uh, May uh, 2019, ending the 12-month period of 3.4 billion uh, in sales, uh, he his cut is 130 million. I forget what comedian was like. Shaq is rich. The guy that signs his contract, that guy's wealthy. Nike is wealthy. Jordan's rich. Uh, I guess he's wealthy now, right? He owns an NBA team. Uh, his logo is on a college football team. Um, Jordan, a lot of the times, wasn't taking max deals and stuff like that. Wasn't taking huge contracts. Um, again, estimated, I think he made somewhere about $100 million. Maybe a little less in his entire career playing basketball. Which would be estimated at, you know, about $2 billion in today's money. So, he made it all off endorsements. Nike, Gatorade, McDonald's, Hanes. Um, I hope Mrs. Mama Jordan is making a... Uh, you know, it's getting her cut. You know, 1% uh, agent or finder's fee or something. Uh, another thing about um, Jordan in that episode was um, another thing about Jordan and that episode uh, or those episodes was um, the whole uh, Jordan Blazers uh, thing. Um Kind of uh, some harsh words for Clyde Drexler, who, by the way, was on that uh, Olympic team. Who, by the way, he didn't consider the second or first. Maybe consider him third. I don't know. Best point guard. But he has some harsh words for him. Uh, he was like, yeah, uh, 92 finals. I wanted to show and prove something. Uh, he said something like Clyde was a threat. Um and, and he was like, I'm not saying that Clyde wasn't a threat. I'm just saying he wasn't at my level. And he was offended by that. Um, both drafted. Uh, uh, well, another thing that Jordan could have been bitter, I guess. Um, um, and uh, Petty is that in 84, the uh, Blazers passed on Jordan. A lot of times people are like, oh, why did that, that team pass on this guy? That team passed on that guy in the draft. They already had someone there that was serviceable, and they need to address other needs. That's what the Blazers did. Do they regret it? Oh, maybe. But what ifs, right? So anyways, um, they went over game one. Uh, everyone recognizes this game. Uh, if you've seen Jordan highlights and you're not aware of Basketball and Jordan and highlights and stuff like that of the NBA at the time. Uh, this is what they call the shrug game. Uh, Jordan um, had a career high, uh, 32%, um, uh, at least at the time, a three-point shooting. Um, he had a 35-point half. 
um, and you know hit a lot of threes. And he just he said that the rim was was super. It, it might as well have been super wide rim, something four or five times the size of a, a, a regular officially uh, uh, regulated size rim. Um, he just kept making shots, and and uh, he had a uh, magic was calling the game for NBC. And he just kind of looked over at him and he's like, I don't know, man. I, even I don't know. I don't know what's going on, why I'm making so many of these threes. Um, despite uh, what happened in game one, uh, it you know, series was semi-competitive. 2-2 uh, two, two after four games. Um... But yeah, Jordan. Um, uh, they won that in six. Um, um Yeah, it went over Jordan uh, keeping Isaiah off the thing. Uh, Jerry Krause uh, was was also mentioned here. Um, I think Jerry Krause like continued to be um, it, it continued to be as I opened up today's podcast. I talked a lot about. Jordan, um, or not Jordan, but being able to work with people that you don't necessarily like. A lot of people go like, "Oh my God, look at the um, look at the uh, look at the way like these things got together. Look at the way those things get to get well." Together. A lot of teams, I'll tell you this, don't really like each other. They just play well with each other. They can tolerate each other. Um, a lot of people talk about the uh, dynamic, the culture, the way those men rallied together to win three World Series titles for the Giants, 2010, 12, and 14. Nowadays, Aubrey Huff, piece of shit. And I firmly believe it's not like he wasn't a piece of shit back then. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Aubrey Huff was um, first baseman for the San Francisco Giants. Check him out on Twitter. See some of the stuff he says. And um, get back to me on whether or not you're still confused if he's a piece of shit or not after seeing his Twitter feed. But I'm sure that maybe he was at a less of a piece of shit back then. But he was still a piece of shit. But I'm pretty sure he was a tolerable piece of shit back then. 2010, 12, whatever. Same thing goes with like Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. Dude, those dudes hated each other from the beginning, I think. Jordan didn't like Phil Jackson coming in with this fucking triangle. Take the ball out of his hands. Kobe wasn't a fan of it either. And for the longest time, Jordan, not a fan of Jerry Cross. And probably still not. If he's not a fan of literally everyone, definitely not a fan of Jerry Cross. Jerry Cross thought that he had the next thing, the next big thing. And no, he didn't have Brock Lesnar. He had Tony Kukoc in love with Kukoc, wanted Kukoc. This is the guy that will take this team beyond Jordan. It's what Jerry Krause thought. Jerry Krause Got to see Kukoc. 
We want to go see Kuko Johnston play. And now 92 Olympics were here. And you want to go watch his boy, Kukoc, who was a starter for the Croatian team in 92. And in 1990, the Bulls had drafted him in the second round. Um, at the time, uh, Croatia was involved in a civil war. And Kukoc couldn't, uh, excuse me, Kukoc couldn't come immediately. But the Bulls were all aware of him. Scotty Pippen was aware of him. And this isn't, you know, Scotty Pippen. Who, who was working on a contract. After multiple championships, however, Kukoc by 94 had a new brand spanking. Daddy's going to buy a new pair of shoes, $24 million. Annually out earning Pippen. I don't know where you stand. And Dennis Rodman is so full of shit when he says, Scottie Pippen, better than LeBron. Something like second greatest player of all time or something like that. Rodman... I liked you better when you were the um, our um, ambassador to North Korea, bro. There's certain things that, while he is more qualified by leaps and bounds, by galaxies about basketball, I think he's wrong here. I know he's wrong there. But if you if you were to tell me if Mr. Ambassador of North Korea were to tell me that he uh Pippen was better than Kukoc? Yeah. No shit. No matter how much the Bulls were winning championships, Jerry Krause was all about Tony. So what did Pippen and Jordan do during the Olympics? They set out to humiliate Tony Kukoc the first time they met him. They were in the locker room saying, leave Tony Kukoc for Pippen and I. Just like Jordan said, leave uh, Kobe to me and Kobe said, leave Jordan to me. Well, that was Pippen and Jordan, but they were not just for competitive purposes, but to shut this dude down and to rub it in Jerry Krause's face. Jordan, because he hated Krause. Pippen, because he despised Krause or something along that nature. Um, so a lot of that, a lot of that, I guess, is, is you know, um, a lot of the mistreatment of, of, um, of, Kukoc by Pippen and Jordan could be maybe attributed to Jerry Krause, right? Um, uh, Kukoc was embarrassed in that first meeting and then in the uh, final uh, Olympic gold-deciding game actually came back and responded pretty well, had a good game. Um, Kukoc later came on to join the Bulls and, um, you know, was a huge contributor and a huge factor as to why the Bulls won so many titles and won as much as they did, as often as they did. Um, they also touched on... Um, the Bulls Sun series, something that um, I don't know how many people exactly know, um, uh, because he's a character on um TNT um as an NBA analyst. Uh, he's got that silly golf swing and you know very outspoken. Um, I don't know how. 
many people really know how good Charles Barkley was. And uh, he was great. Uh, season MVP. Uh, took his uh, team to the finals. Um, lost against Jordan, man. You know, uh, there's a lot of people of that time, right? Patrick Ewing, what are you doing? Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley, um, Gary Payton, Camp, Stockton and Malone twice. It wasn't the Lakers twice. It wasn't Clyde Drexler and the Blazers twice. It wasn't Charles Barkley and the Suns twice with Dan Marley. Um, Kenny Johnson. Um, it wasn't the Seattle Supersonics or uh, the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder, the artist formerly known as the Seattle Supersonics. It was the Utah Jazz, Stockton and Malone, Ornasek, Russell. Twice. And all of those teams met the Bulls. The opportunity was there for the Rockets when um, the Bulls weren't playing. There should be, as there are asterisks on on baseball players and and teams that have done some some wrongs and, and, and stuff has been removed. There should be an asterisk around whoever won any championships when Jordan was MIA. Whoever won MVPs, scoring titles, whatever it may be. All the uh, ripple effects of Michael Jordan being on the court. Shoe deals and uh, advertising and so on. Um, yeah, the, the Charles Barkley ran into Jordan. The Suns ran into Jordan. Um, the <coughs> um, the uh, su- the d- documentary series, the episodes also touch on Jordan and uh, his gambling. Jordan um, was, there was an infamous night where him and his dad went to Atlantic City and they gambled the night away. Uh, This was during the Eastern Conference Finals against the Knicks. Uh, Jordan felt that, and his dad felt like if they got away for the night, um, you know, blow off some steam. Uh, He felt like he was burnt out because the Knicks had taken a 2-0 lead in the series. Um... Jordan previously had a debt to a drug dealer, a money launderer, um, of $57,000, which $57,000 for Michael Jordan is like $10 to us. Um, Jordan said he was a competitor, and that was the reason why he, um, that was the reason why he, Gambled was it was competitive thing. It wasn't there wasn't a problem there. He had a, he had a competitive problem that he said, not a gambling problem. I I will agree with that. I I will also say it was a gambling problem. Some people will even go as far as to say that you know Jordan's dad was killed because of Jordan's gambling problem. <clears throat> Some, including myself, will say. That I don't think he went, he retired and went to go chase his dream of playing baseball. I think he was told, hey man, we're going to kind of need you to chill for a bit. And not suspended from basketball. But hey man, if you go away right now, this will go away for us. This will go away for you. This will go away for the Bulls. The league, just go away for a bit. Go play baseball. Who's going to sign you? Oh, well, the same guy that owns the Bulls owns the White Sox. 
Um, they, they, they touched on that a lot. Um, they touched on gambling quite a bit, and, you know, he didn't see anything wrong with that. But, like, you know, Jordan is known to play, like, he, he won't stop till he beats you. And I think a lot of times people were just like, all right, man, let's just let this guy beat me, and that's it. Um, Jordy's, Jordan's pettiness and competitiveness, I think, um, allowed. I think um, was a reason why he gambled. Sure, there was a competitive uh, competitiveness to him. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's because there was also a gambling addiction. A lot of people say, oh, you know, getting high. I'm not, uh, I'm not addicted to that. I can stop whenever I want. I think you're not addicted to the weed. I think you're just addicted to the feeling. If, if, if that makes sense in in a way, right. You're, you're, you're kind of like, this gets me there. Um, in a way, kind of the same thing, but, um, how else to relay that other than gambling is what allowed you to be competitive in anything. So it kind of goes hand in hand. You're, you're kind of addicted to both. Um, that was, that's it. That's all I got for episodes five and six. Um, I, for, for saying was not my, um, not my favorite two episodes um, and going well over an hour um, way past what I was going on epi- on episodes one and two, three and four. Um, had a lot more to say, added a couple of stories and stuff like that in there and uh, some examples for you guys. Um, but there's a few episodes that are coming out uh, Sunday again. This will be seven and eight. Um uh, we'll be doing episodes seven and eight. Um, and um, I hope to do those sooner. Uh, maybe, if not Monday, Tuesday. Uh, some time to be able to reflect on, on the episodes and be able to make, you know keep it a little more relevant for a lot of you guys. Uh, maybe open up some dialogue with some of you guys over this. Um, let me know what episodes you guys enjoyed and thought were the best so far. Uh, let me know your thoughts on on the series, your thoughts on the Bulls, your thoughts on Jordan. Um, and um, I will be coming back here shortly. Uh, I'm going to um, release two episodes tonight um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play. Um, I'm also going to be doing a preview of UFC 249 here shortly. Uh, probably a quick break, and then I'm back at it again. Um uh, we are today, in fact, doing, um, you know, back to back. Uh, we're doing back to back episodes. That's how we do it. Thank you for listening. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. Jimmy Podcast World. Really quick special shout out to Adam Levine.